You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, from the AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menunos and Bing.com, and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is AfterBuzz TV's Glee After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424-256-1729. That's 424-256-1729. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Glee After Show. All right, everybody. Bing is for... Ooh, forget the song. I like this. We've already made this. Mama Mia. There we go. I like it, Sarah. I don't get that one. We're clearly right on it tonight. But Bing is for doing, and we're here doing another Glee After Show. So exciting. And uh, tonight's episode was Guilty Pleasures, aptly titled, of course. And we're in season four, episode 17. Cannot believe we're that far away, far into the season already. We only have right. five left, right? I know, five sad. more. And we have to wait three weeks for the next one. I mean, so sad, but at least we have this one to talk about tonight. Yes. Um, and we also have a special guest in studio. W, do you want to introduce yourself? Hi, I'm David Mazuz. So excited to have you here. You're a big Glee fan, and yes. you're also on Touch, which is so exciting. Yes, with Keeper Sutherland. Yes. yes. And, yeah. and gonna... you're grooving over there. We were doing a little dancing. Yeah, that was, oh, yeah. It was a good song. And then you killed our music, too. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I feel like that's what happens every week to us, is that we like to dance along to the music, and then it suddenly dies. When the sad. music stops, I have to stop dancing? I know. No. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. yeah there you go. There you go, <laughs> you are Love so it. cute. Adorable. <laughs> so we'll be talking about everything you have going on in a little bit in our special segment. Um, but we should go ahead and introduce ourselves. I'm Stephanie Wanger. I'm Roxy Stryer. Hi, everyone. I'm Marissa Serafini. And I'm Sarah Mendoza. And we're so excited to talk about this episode. This was a fun one tonight with uh, Guilty Pleasures. Yeah. Pretty good. It was it's it was very lighthearted compared to recent episodes. I feel like it was just a very fun time tonight. Fun, absolutely, but again with the randomness. They just <laughs> throw things in there, but it's okay because I'm catching them. I'm like, all right, throw it at me, Glee. I'll take it. But I like the um, the choices of their songs because it was pretty much their way of saying this is who I am. Accept it. Yeah, and they were accepting themselves, which I think is the overall message of Glee that they convey so well. So the title of tonight's episode was Guilty, Guilty Pleasure. Pleasure, and I was a little skeptical when I heard that that would be the title, and I saw that the, the listing of songs that they would be singing tonight, I was like, oh, this could be a really cheesy night. I don't know if I'm going to like it. But the way that they did it, where they really just had fun with the fact that 
everybody's got their guilty pleasure that they don't want to admit all the time. But they were able to express that in this episode. I thought it worked. It I, wasn't weird I really for me. liked it, and I liked the song selection, as you were saying. I thought it was kind of a variety of different things. So what did you think of the songs tonight? Yeah, they were awesome. Really good song selection, and like just all the songs are really good. <laughs> did you have any favorites? I mean, we'll talk about the songs in a little bit too. But any favorites right off the top? Favorite songs? Yeah. Um, Spice Girls one, obviously. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest here. Mamma Mia. Ooh, yeah, I, I mean, agree. that's why you were dancing so much when it was playing, <laughs> right? Because it's just such a good song. <laughs> and how long have you been watching? I hear that you sing a little bit. Maybe we can convince you to do some Mamma Mia singing. <laughs> You're like, no, <laughs> don't make me sing, please. <laughs> no, no, not not a thing that's going to happen today. Well, maybe we can convince you. It's okay. The night's young. <laughs> the night is young. How long have you been watching Glee for? Since it was on, four years. Oh, so oh, from the beginning. That's impressive. A true yeah. Glee. True Glee. And actually, I watched it, and then. By the end of the third season, like when it was on its hiatus, uh, me and my sister, it was on Netflix, so me and my sister went back and rewatched the f- first two seasons. Isn't that the best? Glee is so a show that you can go back and yeah, watch again. I literally you... had forgotten every part of it. <laughs> because so much happens. Yeah, it was like I was rewatching everything. It's such a fun. Like for the first time, so it was really cool. Yeah, yeah and uh, not to totally switch gears, but Brody and Rachel tonight <laughs> was. I mean, Roxy, I feel like you're just, like, wanting to say something. It's just tough because I love Santana so much, and I'm just like, Team Santana, I'm on your page. I totally got you. But she has no boundaries, and this was clearly the wrong time to tell Rachel what was going on. But she doesn't care. She doesn't care. She's just going to say how she feels. And I don't know. I mean... Um, it's just like, where was Finn tonight? And actually, David pointed that out. Where yeah. where was yeah, our boy you... Finn? And if we're going to focus so much on these characters, how can you not have Finn? I mean, is he still a New Yorker? Did he just come to punch Brody in the face and then he bounced? I mean, that was my big question was, wouldn't you want, after you punch somebody out, the big romantic gesture? Like, to mm-hmm. go to Rachel and say, like, I'm in love with you. Like, I just admitted that you're my future wife. Where right. was that scene? What happened, Glee? And even even just talk about a cliffhanger. That was the big thing that had us, like, all at the edge of our seats when it ended last episode. And we just wanted to know what was going to happen next. What was the next step for Finn and Rachel and Brody? But that was kind of put to the side. It, it definitely took a backseat tonight. I think they did a smart thing with it because now we we want to know where Finn is and leaves the audience wanting more. You know, Glee does that a lot where they'll leave us off with this thing with Finn or this video with Ryder. And then we don't see anything about the video. Right. Ma- I'm sorry, not the video, the instant messenger yes. with. Right. Yes. What, what is it? I'm like, woman. instant messenger. What is it called? The, the, what, aim. aim. And who is that girl? We don't know. And then we don't see it again tonight. So we don't see Finn. Yeah. We don't see Ryder on the message chat. It seems like a completely different episode that's not connected to last week. Right. I still love it because it's <laughs> glee. And I'm like, all right. But. What? But the, what? What? And to make it worse, um, we've got to wait three more week, three weeks. So they're going to go on a little mini break here to Another see one. if they'll give us something. Occasionally, I feel like Glee does this though. They have these. I call them like a one-off episode where you have. I think it was like the night of. Um, 
I'm trying to remember the night of mistakes or the night of there was like a night where they all did a fundraiser it, back in a few seasons uh, ago now. Like you uh, said, I don't remember. <laughs> I'd have to go back and no, look. It just that, slips your mind because there's so much more going on. Um, yeah. But it kind of feels like these like fun songs, but doesn't okay. really relate to the rest of the season. It's, it's a filler. It's a filler episode. It's like they maybe like focus so much on the development of the story plot and the characters and what's going on in, in those episodes that they're like, all right, guys, need a break. Let's just do a fun one. Yeah. <laughs> and then go, yeah. go on a little break. So was this week the fun one or was it last week? This that, week this is what week I was saying. Yeah. I, yeah I what do you call it? A, a one Like a one-off. Like a, a one-off. It's like a, a fill-in. One-off. Yeah. Yeah. It's a cool word. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if I just made that up. You but should patent that. Copy <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, yeah, like it doesn't really relate to anything else that's going on. But um, I don't know. I thought that this episode, it was really fun, but I really did want more of those storylines. I wanted to see more of Finn, and I missed Finn tonight. And I just felt like we're kind of getting less and less of the old cast, at least tonight that's how it felt, and more and more of the new cast. But I think they added the the instant messaging storyline just to give Blake a romantic interest because we've seen all the other characters, we've seen them hook up, we've seen them break up. And Blake's really the one that's only had a crush but really had no steady, you know, significant other. So I think it's just an intro romantic storyline for that character. Right, and then leave us waiting and and hanging dry. (laughs) But I have to say that I was so happy to see Rachel... I wanted her to find out this secret that uh, Brody had been keeping from her. I don't know if I was the only one that felt that way, but... <laughs> no, I did too. No, okay, good. I'm not alone. You're a Rachel Finn fan? You like them together? Yeah. And you want Brody out of the picture? Yeah, but I did do think that Santana should have waited till after her audition. Right. Because now she's going to be thinking about that. And Would that mess you up if somebody told you, like, a massive secret before an audition? Yeah. Roxy, same thing. I've been thinking about that. <laughs> yeah, about I mean, the whole thing. You can't just like some people are really good at compartmentalizing. I am definitely not one of them. You know, you can't just spring something like that on somebody before a huge event. It's not beneficial to them, especially something that's not time urgent. You know, if it's a pressing matter and you have to say something, but this was there was no need to just throw it in her face. I mean, I guess Rachel did say, you know, we're broken up for now. Maybe we'll get back together. But she wasn't like, maybe we'll get back together in an hour, you know? I mean, Santana just couldn't stand the thought of that possibility, so she just, you know. And for the first time, though, tonight, I felt like Santana was truly acting as a friend rather Mm -hmm. than... An enemy. An enemy, exactly. A lot of the time, you feel like she's kind of malicious or mean towards... um, She's just so... I feel like she doesn't know how to express her caring for other people sometimes. Because when she is mean, I feel like it's because she cares about them. But she just doesn't know how to go about it and say, like, hey, this is just me caring for you, okay? And I'm like trying to help out. And maybe I shouldn't be doing this myself, but I feel like you should yeah. do this or whatever. And that's Santana, too. She's very straightforward, very brutally honest, which is I honestly think that's, like, her biggest vice. But it actually, where she's coming from became came from a friend, not as just some mean, malicious person. And were you happy to see Finn come in last week and totally stand up? Yes. Was I was like, go, punch him in the face. <laughs> <laughs> I was I, I was really shocked when he said, stay away from my future wife. I was like, yeah. 
I mean, probably my favorite line of the season because yeah, I'm such a Finchel fan. I'm just so like hung up. Did he go back to Ohio or? That's what I'm. I don't yeah. know. I don't get it. How could they not show like, him this episode? Like if if he went back to Ohio, that's just stupid. Just comes to New York to punch a guy, but then. If he stays in New York, why wouldn't you show up to Rachel? It just doesn't really make any sense. Maybe yeah. he's waiting for the right moment and he's hiding somewhere. He's in the bushes. I'm hoping that <laughs> he's waiting that for what happened tonight, which is that Rachel finally stood up for herself. I think we would have never seen the old Rachel act this way. Like, the high school Rachel would have just kind of let it happen. Who, who are you saying she stood up to herself to? She, like, stood up for herself with, um, with Brody. Brody. Okay, well, here's here's the thing. I think that she was actually pretty mature about the way she dealt with the Brody thing. Not that you're saying she wasn't, but um, I don't know if it was so much, like, an aggressive, I'm standing up for myself. It was more like, you are a gigolo, and we clearly cannot be together. See, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I agree with you. I mean, she was being realistic about the situation. I had. Right. Most girls would feel the same way, or if not all girls. Um, but I felt like she finally jumped in and was like, you know what, I'm not taking this. I'm not going to take it lightly. And she, in that way, stood up for herself. Yeah, I agree. It was very adult-like of Rachel. And she even admitted why she was in the relationship, that um, she was just kind of using Brody to make her feel better and her mm-hmm. personal, Fill the void. Yeah, to fill the void. So she she had that adult-like um, way that she went into um, breaking up with him. It, it was very adult, but she did kind of do the low blow you know, and approach him with the $20 bill as it's if so she, deserved. Oh. Well it, deserved. It, and I agree it was deserved, but she, she went there. Okay, I say low blow or smart move. Like, if you're going to confront someone, why not be so clear about what it's about? Well, can, we, can we talk for a second, though, about the, just because they're on my mind, because I kind of just want to... I know. Yeah, <laughs> no, you know those arms. The, <laughs> like, let me touch you. No, so what were those? Yeah. The arms that they, Kurt has. The, the stuffed arms. What, what was his name? So Boyfriend like, arm. Bro- the Wait, boyfriend. boyfriend arm. Yeah. I have it here somewhere. I know. That, Bird exclusive. Get, what, did, what did you think, David, about those weird boyfriend and Hilarious. girlfriend <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Hilarious. Uh, why haven't one of you guys got me one yet? I, I, I need a boyfriend arm. Do they really sell those? I don't know. We're going to do some research Roxy. on some of those cool apps that you have, and we're going to find me yeah. a boyfriend arm. I think we Roxy. can bang it. And we'll give you my... a real arm. You can have my real I'm, arm. I'm like hanging on you. You're like, get off me. <laughs> no. I need, <laughs> I need a boyfriend arm, and I need it to be dressed in plaid, and I need it to be named Colin, like from The Secret Garden. In plaid. Is that so difficult to ask? I was just about to say, why in plaid? Now, I mean, I know it's off topic, but I have to ask. <laughs> I don't know. Santana's was in plot. <laughs> okay, you just want to be. And like I love Santana. Santana. <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah, perfect sense, right? Yeah. Everything I'm saying, spot on. Yeah, but I should make them was... where you design the shirt of the person. Ooh, I like yeah. that. The custom made arm. What if it and you could do custom there you go. smells too? It's the on the cologne. screen here. Yeah, yeah, there, there we go. For all you listening got, on iTunes, you I thought to design that was it. such a hilarious guilty pleasure for. Kurt to have. So creative. Random. And so fun. And I also kind of love the fact that Blaine and Sam took it onto themselves to start off this guilty pleasure, uh, you know, mm-hmm. idea, this theme for the week. And, and I like how they're stepping up because, you know, Will and Finn aren't there. So they're like, all right, we're going to do it this week. Because that's Guys. how much they love the club. Yeah. They love it so much that they don't want to just not meet because Will is mysteriously sick. <laughs> 
I just want to say, I just looked it up, and you guys can get your own pillow, arm pillow, boyfriend pillow for $25 online. I think that's That's totally... My birthday's in July, guys. (laughs) Just saying. So is mine. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I want to get a... Birthday gifts. Birthday arm for ladies. (laughs) I think Brody's going to get one of those arms soon, because he's heartbroken. But I got to admit, those look kind of comfy. I can dig it. I think think we're now going into creepy territory of discussing the arms. So we should. This is getting creepy, huh, Debbie? Yeah, yeah. A little little creepy. We can we can go off on our tangents. You'll soon learn. Um, But uh, so Blaine and Sam, though tonight, they uh, absolutely. It was very funny. They both had these moments where they were like, "Are you crushing on me?" Am I like? And I kind of from the promo thought that something. A little more was going to happen. I was a little, <gasps> little let, yes. let down. They tricked us. They tricked us into it. Did you think that anything was going to happen between them? I, I didn't think like... I honestly didn't think so, no. I didn't either. I, I thought that they, they dealt with it really well. Yeah, I I, I kind of had a feeling that their true emotions were going to like get ex- told. But I don't think they were, it was going to go anywhere more past that. So. I, I just thought I was kind of waiting for the awkward kiss. Like, I knew that they weren't obviously going to enter a relationship together, but it was, like, that awkward moment. And I guess... I think that hug was pretty awkward. That's true. They, uh, we did get a awkward hug. With the mints. Oh, um, yeah. Let's not. Anyways. <laughs> um, let's not do that. Um, no, so. but I thought, I thought it was great because I think Glee has done a lot of different scenarios to handle this. And, you know... We have Santana telling Brittany that she loves her and Brittany being like, okay, I guess that I could be gay for you because I love you. And then we have situations like Kurt and Blaine where they were uh, both out and then they fell in love. And then we have situations like Tina and Blaine where Tina's like, I love you. And Blaine's like, oh, my God, I don't feel the same way at all. And now Mm -hmm. we have a situation where it's like uh, Blaine likes doesn't it's not like he likes it. he has a crush on Sam and Sam's like that's cool whatever yeah. I'm a guy and I'm hot <laughs> I thought that was yeah, cute very was, accepting which was great and yeah. such in the glee theme totally um but I love the songs and we'll talk more about their songs but I thought that they were so perfect for the theme tonight uh we had a Barry Manilow song which Coco Cabana how can you go wrong right. <laughs> so much fun and um and I just totally lost who, um... What are are we looking for? For Sam. I I have so many notes in here. (laughs) Sam's Coca Cabana and, oh, and obviously Barry Manilow for, uh... Uh, was Blaine. 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 Thank you. No no problem. Yeah, so we had uh, Wake Me Up Before You Go-Go, which was Blaine and Sam together. And then we had um, Against All Odds, which was Blaine's by himself. And then we had Sam with um, was it Copacabana? Yeah, it was just like a perfect... It's just, it's just the two of them were very much so... Basically, the two of them were the whole episode almost. Pretty much. You, you know, they sang so many songs, of it. and it's because we didn't have Finn tonight. We didn't have Mr. Shoe tonight. We, You know, we're missing people, and so all of a sudden, these people are stepping up to the plate. Yeah. We've got... Yeah. <laughs> See, you, when when you play music, I can only think about one thing at one time, and all I want to think about is dancing. Uh huh. David's into it. We're bringing it down on the yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, the so much up. fun. But yeah, I thought that these were really great songs, and we'll get into their performances in a little bit. Um, but Marley and Jake, I. This couple is all like they're kind of the new. I know everyone always mm. hates me on YouTube when I say this, but the new Finchel. I don't. I don't know how you guys feel about it. What do you think? Mm. New Finchel or not as good? 
New Vigil. New Vigil. You think so? Yeah. So, so David, you would rather have Marley be with Jake than Ryder? Um, who, who, who would you choose for Marley? I don't know. That's a tough one. Probably Jake. Yeah? Yeah. What is it about uh, Jake that you like better than Ryder for Marley? Well, first of all, Marley doesn't like Ryder, or uh, not as much as Jake. Mm-hmm. Even though they both like her, which is really awkward. Yeah, because they're friends. friends. Yeah. You know, it's just a hard question. I can't answer it really either, but I I like... I I don't really understand why uh, Marley is so upset with Jake. I feel like Jake should be very upset with Marley. Marley did kiss another boy, and... But instead, Marley's mad at Jake because he wants to sing a Chris Brown song. And he has completely legitimate points about the fact that <laughs> they're singing all these songs. And my one of my favorite lines of the episode always comes from Britney S. Pierce. <laughs> when he goes, he goes, you guys are singing songs, you know, Rihanna, Britney, that are have negative whatever. And she says, oh, don't talk about Britney. Like, yeah. take always, that back. Yeah, take that back. I love it. I love when Britney... Oh, she's... No, the exact <laughs> words were, you shut your mouth. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's, saying, he's saying that Britney Spears is not a good role model. And Britney S. Spears says, you shut your mouth. Like, she just loves her so much. I love that. I think it's hysterical. But no, I mean, this thing with Chris Brown, it's a, always a debate. It's not just a debate that's on Glee. It's a debate that happens it, all the time it, among right you girls. I mean, everywhere. Nobody I mean. can deny he's an incredible dancer and he's an incredible singer. He happens to not be or not seem to be. I don't know him personally. The greatest human being. Does that mean you can't listen to his music? And does that mean that you shouldn't dance along to his songs? I don't know. I don't know. I thought it was interesting that Glee went there. I, I wasn't expecting that that they would necessarily go on the Chris Brown right. debate. And the fact that they made such a strong stance where all the girls were like, no. He is a bad human being. Do not listen to Chris Brown music. Yeah. You know, like, it was so strong, yeah. their, what but, they were trying to say. But I like how they approached it, because it was, yes, it was all girls attacking Jake about this topic, but then Jake had the audacity to say, well, I'm a guy, this is how I see it. And we had the whole male perspective on it, and I right. thought that was really well done. I have to say, though, but, like, yeah. in, uh, oh, sorry. No, I was just going to say, but yet he still didn't stand up for this song and, and his decision, because he actually changed his song. Right. Yeah. It's true, mm-hmm. but he, I felt like it's interesting because most girls I know, there isn't, it's not every girl feels the exact same way on that issue. It's it's a mix, and so it was interesting that Glee did make that choice. To I think it's a perfect guilty pleasure. I mean, honestly, if you were to ask me, yes or no, do you like Chris Brown, I would have to go with yes because when you have a tune stuck in your head, and I don't mean him as a person, I mean I love his music, and I like to dance to it, and mm-hmm. I like to sing along to his songs. You like him as a performer. I like him as a performer. I mean, and now in this decade, in this generation, in the last few decades, actually, your personal life is so open that when you say you like somebody, it doesn't only mean that you like their performances, but it also means you like them as a human being. I think more and more we're seeing that in the music industry, though. It's not about with these deals um, where you have books and you have this and that and you're becoming a hyphenate. It's not so much just about, oh, you can sing. It's about you can sing, you can be a host, you can do this, this, and this. And so it's it's a very judging And just even our tabloid culture, what everybody is concerned with is who that person is, not just their craft. Right. Yeah, I think you can like the work, but not the man. 
It's very true. This is very deep conversation. Amen. <laughs> For our Glee after show, it's not where we normally go. So maybe we should jump into some songs and talk about everything that's going on. It's a little bit more fun. Um, I thought that this was a great start to the episode, Wake Me Up Before You Go-Go. I mean, wham, right. 80s catchy. magic. Where's the tunes on that, baby? Yeah, catchy, Where's catchy. the tunes? <laughs> Wake me up before you go, go. Yeah, no, it was, it was very catchy. So much fun, and it was such an 80s flashback. Did, yes. you, did you like the performance? I loved it, and all like their 80s clothes. You do. Yeah. Sober yeah. fun. Were you even born in, no, you were born in the 90s. <laughs> I wasn't even right. born in the 80s. Really? Yeah, oh, I'm a 90s baby. Oh my God, I feel so I don't even want to talk about it. No. <laughs> I love feeling young. Oh. Look at me, I'm all trendy and young. <laughs> Please tell me I'm not the only person who thinks of Zoolander every time I see this, hear this song. No. You're not the only person. Okay, just making sure. <laughs> Thank you, Sarah. Right over my head. Um, uh, wait, oh, but wait, we're, I know we're talking about the songs, but we didn't even mention Fondue for Two, which came right after the song. I know. Oh I, was, I was mm-hmm. going to call oh, that okay, in. Okay. I miss yeah. Fondue for Two. I miss yeah, Fondue yeah. for Two. It's my favorite part of the show. It hasn't been on for so long. Fondue the best. for Two. Brittany's great. I love how she said that Lord Tubbington's guilty pleasure is Scientology. Scientology. And they showed him reading a little Scientology book. <laughs> and this is like perfect shot, too, because the cat just like literally peeked behind the book. That was so the funny. funniest thing of the episode, I think. <laughs> I just love the fact that cat humor can bring everyone together. Like, there's nothing that, you know, nothing you, not to like. You guys thought that that was funnier than her saying her guilty pleasure was farting around old people no. so that she can blame it on the old people? And they thought they did it. And then Brittany said, and then they thought it was them. Yeah. That's cruel. Funny, but cruel. Yes. Pretty terrible. Sorry, I, I couldn't. I just knew it came after the song. No, I, I want more of it. I feel like Brittany goes up to, <laughs> she goes up to Kitty and says, so, Everyone guess what? You. Everyone hates you. <laughs> um, so Brittany. So Brittany. <laughs> Crazy. Also, Wait to start a conversation. Exactly. Like, <laughs> would you respond to somebody if they came up to you and in that cheerful tone, so guess what? Everybody hates you. I'd be like... But Brittany could do uh-huh. that to Kitty because Kitty's so mean too. I think Kitty could take it. Yeah. So yeah, it's true. That's the perfect person to do that to. Speaking of Kitty, I just want to mention that Artie looks like he's got a thing for oh. Kitty now. What was that? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. What did he say? He was like, "You look like you're happy here." <laughs> yeah. Or yeah. Now. But during the whole performance, like he was just like staring at her, practically drooling the whole time. I know this is you a side note, but how great would like with all the cross promotional things that Fox can do, having fondue for two as a web show, like that you could go on every week and see Britney's fondue for two. Dude, Heck, I would. Yes. I would. Oh I would, my god. Wouldn't yeah. you so watch that? I, yeah. I would watch that. I mean, I would be so so into watching that. But maybe that's we just talk work. to some people. Okay, yeah. not I only should you watch, we should get you on that show. We need to figure out how to create mm-hmm. fondue for two and have you be one of the two. Yeah. And Britney be the other. That would be so freaking funny. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Awesome. I mean, amazing and so much fun. So, um, the next song, Coco Cabana, Barry Manilow. Did you even recognize the song when it came on? No. 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 I didn't think so. I was like, I was sitting near you and I was just like, no, I don't think he knows this. It's but, a good song. I liked it. Yeah. It's a fun, upbeat one for sure. And Sam, I have to give Cordover Street, Sam, credit. I mean, he wore that costume. Pretty well, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. He was he was very game on to do that. I feel like sometimes on Glee, it feels a little awkward, and he just owned it tonight. 
And I, I like that it wasn't completely uh, choreographed and that they were just having fun dancing around the room. Yeah, and I got to admit, because Sam said this was his guilty pleasure, but yet when he was singing it, everyone else was singing it too and backing him up. I was like, they all know the song. If they're going to judge him for liking Barry Manilow, why are you singing the song too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's why at the end of it, exactly. they yes. all confessed, like, I like Barry Manilow too. I'm a fan of Manilow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I liked that it was very, like, a very chill performance. It didn't feel mm-hmm. very choreographed. But on the other side of it, I kind of wanted that type of performance in the beginning, and then it break into that, like, full fantasy of him being. Barry Manilow. No, I don't know. I could see that. <laughs> yeah. I Did don't you know. guys catch that he that Blaine later on after this performance was reading the Goosebumps? Goosebumps. Yeah. 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 Yes. used to read those. That's yes. So nineties. Back in the it. day, dude. Goosebumps were my jam. And are you afraid of the dark? Do you yes. guys remember those? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, who could forget? But again, they know who's watching their show. Yeah. Nineties I mean, kids. Tonight was absolutely an ode to 90s kids for sure mm-hmm. oh heck yes did you guys read the goosebumps books where you could like choose your oh, choose ending your, oh, choose your ending <laughs> oh, my favorite yeah. obviously I used to do that and die like several times and I'd go back and choose another one. <laughs> oh, yeah because you could read them three or four times and get each ending and each There'd decision there one where you made it out alive and I would yeah. be like where is it <laughs> right, right. can I find it our systems detect oh. that a host has wandered off the subject oh. did you ever read the goosebumps <laughs> what was that that, that's, oh, what, that's what Steven does when we stop talking about Glee <laughs> and our fans get mad at us because they're like, what are you talking about? So he's making us go back on track. <laughs> so maybe we should jump back into the Phil Collins song, Against All Odds, Take a Look at Me Now. A take long- a look at me now. Like and that. wow, Roxy. I mean, Go for it. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Thank um, you. You can show me up anytime if you want. I liked, yeah, go for it if you want to, yeah. But I liked this performance for Blaine. I feel like he can do no wrong, though. Every week I say it. He can take on any performance. That beginning performance where he was so 80s and crazy and jumping around to this so nice yeah. ballad. It was great. If you can just sit at the piano and sing and there's no gimmicks for the entire song and you have my attention, you're doing a good job. Not only a good job, a great job. His voice is incredible. Uh, the emotion in his face, this reminded me of his acoustic performance of Teenage Dream. Yes. Yes. And it just but like... No crying. But kind of, he, at one point he like, you know, his voice almost cracks when he gets to a note because it, it's hard, he's emotional about it. I don't know, it just was really great. Um... Yeah, that's, I thought yeah, it was, it was great. Raw and that was Jenny very emotional. Real. Loved it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah. a good performance. With um, performances like that that are so stripped down, what you really focus on is what the artist or singer is actually saying in their words, and it was just, and that's what it was. It was really him confessing his crush for Sam, or heartbreak over Kurt. Mm-hmm. So true. And that's why it was so good. You could really see and like feel what he was going through. And I have to say, this next one was my personal favorite of the night, and Roxy's going to make fun of me for it, but that's okay. No, I'm not, girl. (laughs) I got you. Um, It's wannabe Spice Girls. Come on now. 90s girls, just, I feel like this was a song. I love the Spice Girls. All right, I got to admit, I never liked Spice Girls. What? That should be a guilty. 
just guilty. So you never watched I'm, the Spice Girls movie or nope. anything? Oh, nope. my God. You've never so, seen it? I, it was oh funny. My gosh. In the screening room, all the girls are jamming. I'm just like, uh, the song. Where is the song, uh, Steven, <laughs> so we can, be. So we yeah. can yeah. sing it to Marissa? So tell you what you want, what you really, really want. I never liked this song. Oh, my God. I don't know. For some reason, I just never got into the Spice Girls. First of all. <laughs> okay, first of all, that's a cardinal sin. Like, why? Um, I was the biggest. I had the posters all over my room. They actually made these postcards that were collectibles. I had, like, over 100 taped everywhere. They were, oh my they were my pencil box. Like, I was obsessed with Spice Girls. Um, and I was, I thought that I was Ginger Spice, which I'm dumb, not... I don't know why. I just really was. I mean, <laughs> everybody had their person, you know, that you right. absolutely were. I love when people go outside of the box because now when I dress up for parties, I'm always Scary Spice. And so tonight we have an interesting, but I'm not black, and I'm like, but I rock it, so I feel you, <laughs> Tina. What did you think of Glee's performance of it tonight? Did you like That was awesome. I was totally into it. Yeah, did you and were you were annoyed by us like dancing around while it was going on? Well, half. Half of me is offended, David. No. No, no, I'm with you. No, but the yeah. costumes are so iconic, and you can't. You know, I yeah. know it's not a guys aren't in love with the girl band thing, but it's cool. Like, oh, Ooh. oh, it's cool. It's cool. <laughs> yeah. trying to do like the boy band. No, it's cool. You it's know, cool. like. A <laughs> Fine, guys. Make fun of me and my um, guilty pleasure and my yeah, deep for voice. For some reason, I just never got into Spice Girls. That's okay. In, re- in retrospect, I probably should have. I probably would have liked it, but yeah. I don't know. Were you into Bobby Brown? Because that's our next performance. <laughs> no? Mm, a little less? Really. I really wanted my prerogative. I think we both said it, Roxy and I, that we wanted my prerogative to be the Britney version. <laughs> but it didn't end up mattering, actually, because the versions are similar enough that when you're changing it to being Jake anyway, it was... I thought he killed it. Even though I'm getting ready for Britney Spears to come out Belton, like, <laughs> I, I was into it. Because his dancing was so yeah. good. Dancing by himself. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Speaking yeah. about Chris Brown, like that's yeah. why he wanted to do it because his dancing He's is amazing. A mini Chris so Brown. good. He's like the next Mike Chang on that show. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, that's one. what I was thinking yeah. during it. Can yeah. you dance? I can't dance. Wanna show us some moves, David? You have no. all the face. No. You guys dance. dance. Oh, I know Marissa. Well, I know you dance, girl. I do. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just I'm just pointing it out. I'm being <laughs> jealous. No, Someone no? Yeah, all right. No, I yeah. pretend and like I'm gonna go home and rewatch this video and I'm gonna try to memorize what Jake did and then I'm gonna do it. But I look like that and I'm like trying so hard and I look in the mirror, I try to like wink at myself and make a cute face, but it's not gonna work out. I mean, yeah, there's definitely some and like During yeah. that performance I just didn't get it. He was dancing and then he kissed Marley's hand and then she just like looked away and was like mad. I was like, "Why? Yeah, what was she why mad are you so mad?" At her? I have no idea. This I don't was know. the big question. I yeah, we still was she mad because he was thinking about doing the Chris Brown song? I'm not sure what the ang- where the anger was coming from. And he didn't even end up doing it. Yeah. Right. We yeah. find out that she's actually mad because he switched to a Bobby Brown song and didn't realize that Bobby Brown is the person who got. Whitney hooked on drugs. Oh, right, yeah. Uh, But that was, like, the worst explanation of all time. And if you're going to be that kind of girlfriend who really gets mad at your boyfriend because of that, you might as well break up now. I mean, high school's got a lot more hurdles in it Mm -hmm. than... 
you sang a song of a person who allegedly, you know, it's like... But again, that's high school. Like, little petty things mean the most. I guess that's her prerogative. (laughs) And then we had a a Radiohead song, which um, uh, was really fun, Creep. Uh, Brody and Very Rachel. Good. It's okay. A, my favorite of the night. I don't know if I actually. I, I don't know if I call it fun, baby. I was just about <laughs> to say. I think fun might have been the wrong word. But I, I was like, it was amazing. Yeah, it was. It was so good. I love the montage. I, I know that that's not in their actual performance, but I just I loved the the montage of them singing it. Dude, I wrote the exact opposite thing. I said <laughs> it's not that I didn't love. I thought that it was very creative. I thought that the montage came out of nowhere. When I closed my eyes, the sound was incredible. Yeah. But the montage was like, she was running, and I'm like, where are you going? Girl? I know. <laughs> right. I, I thought, thought they were going to run into each other. Yeah. I thought so, too. Did like, you think they were going to turn the corner? Yeah, like they were going down the same hallway. I thought they were going to run into each other and then make up. Uh, like, I think yeah. literally that's exactly right. what I thought. I, I wrote down yeah. slow running. Why are they running? Yeah. Why is it I, slow? I think it had something to do with the lyrics, so it was talking about running away. And, yeah, you know, that's what I thought, But too. slow running. Okay, imagine filming that, though. Sometimes when I look, I, ha- I honestly... I have to give her so much credit because Rachel's character does some of the weirdest things, you know, and she just takes it in stride and she's, oh, awesome. Like, somebody's like, obviously they slow it down, but run down this hall and lip sync the words while you're walking through the chorus room and all this stuff. And that's where filmmaking comes in. They actually yeah. shoot it at 60p and then that's what slow I'm it down and then you re-record over it. That's what I'm saying. It's just still like, I, I, watching this I was like, you know what? They want an interesting performance. It definitely kept our eye. We're watching it, but what the heck <laughs> is going on? I have no idea. I didn't yeah. like the slow running. I think that was the only thing that didn't do it for me. I, I just, would have liked it if there was like, if they came together. Yeah. You wanted them to come together? Well, if they did, it would have made sense. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I, okay, I get what you mean. Yeah, within the montage. But Careful, you're going to offend our Finchel lover over here. I, <laughs> I know. I was like, let's get angry. No. <laughs> um, but uh, I thought that it was interesting that, that that was the way that they went with that performance rather than I kind of wanted to see Rachel. I don't know why, but I wanted a more emotional side of Rachel. Well, she did do the ugly cry be- right before that song. That is true. <laughs> Let me see everybody's ugliest cry face. <laughs> Marissa's like, I don't have one. She's oh like, my god, oh, you win! Oh, winner, right winner. there. Okay, but what's with the tongue when you do it? <laughs> <laughs> I can say he's, he's committed. He's being committed. Yeah. <laughs> That's why we have oh, the actor nice. of the room. Brilliant, brilliant performance. And thank you, thank you. <laughs> no, but her cry is really just the worst. I mean, why right. is it? Yeah. it? It's like when I look at her, I'm like, ooh, stop. No, I don't want you to cry. I feel bad. But if it's her character. I mean, and the thing that did, maybe did or didn't fit, we can debate it, um, was the Mamma Mia song at the end. As much as I love that song and love their performance tonight. Didn't fit. It yeah. Okay, really? Thank you. Okay. I, like it had nothing to do with the story. Thank you. I'm so glad you're here because I feel the same way. <laughs> but I have to say, I didn't think it was as out of place that as I thought it would be. Because going into it, we knew that song was coming. Um, but then, I don't know. I, I thought because they were having a lighthearted moment where she's trying to get over Brody that it kind of fit. It, I mean, I'm glad they introduced it with Rachel picking out the movie. So at least we had a little bit of... Here's why we're singing Mamma Mia. But they were just trying to connect the New York and the McKinley mm-hmm. world. And they're, they're, I mean, they're pulling at 
straws. They don't know what they're doing at this point. They're just like, how do we get these two worlds to collide? Well, Hula hoops, tell us apparently. what you think. To, um, you can go on iTunes, rate and comment on our show. It helps us make a better show for you. Tell us you know, your opinions. We love reading your comments. And I know we have a ton of them tonight that we read from last week, but we actually don't have time to get into those tonight. So we'll, we are reading them. We love hearing about them. So Obsessed. Keep, love it. Yeah, love keep, it. keep doing it. We have them all printed out. We were going to give some shout-outs. But we do want to get to our special guest. So it um, is so exciting to have you here. Thank David. you. David. So tell You're fun to watch with. You should come in and just watch all the Glee shows <laughs> with us more. I know. And you're not only a huge Glee fan, but you're also, as I mentioned earlier, on the show Touch. And yes. that airs CBS Fridays at 9, right? Fox. It's Fox. Oh, I have the wrong <laughs> network. That's always cute. Um, so, But you play Jake. Yes, he doesn't talk, and I've actually watched a few episodes of Touch, and you're amazing. I just thank you. I love all the um, voiceovers in the beginning and in the end, yeah. just how everyone is interconnected yeah. on that show. And um, how how hard is it for you acting wise? Because you really don't talk in the show. Yeah, um, I play a character um, Jake, who is kind of like a spirit and doesn't talk and can't be touched, or doesn't want to be touched and doesn't want to talk, but. Um, he sees kind of like a spirit and he sees all the um, connections in the world and kind of like sees the future and you don't really know exactly what he sees and what he doesn't but he kind of like he's like, he's like a spirit he kind of sees the future and um, and he kind of sh- takes Martin on these in- adventures to make the world a better place and help people and what's it like working with Keither Sutherland he's awesome he is, like, such a nice guy. He actually got me a guitar for my 11th birthday. That's wow. what I heard. Have you been playing the yes. guitar recently? Yeah, that's the one I use. Oh, really? Yeah. And have you been taking a lot of guitar lessons? Um, every Wednesday. Woohoo! <laughs> nice. So fun. Yeah. It's so funny because you're so... <laughs> I can't even believe how old you are because you're so well-spoken. Thank you. And you're playing a character on a show that doesn't speak very much. So how do you... How do you get around that and still manage to express yourself um, without using words? Um, well, it is difficult because as you can, as you probably have seen, that my favorite thing is to talk. <laughs> <laughs> and dance. I love to talk. Yeah, dance. <laughs> um, but, uh, so yeah, it was hard. Like, when I found out I booked it, I was like, how am I going to play a role that doesn't speak when my favorite thing is to speak? But I, I got around it and um, I learned to speak through my facial expressions. That's great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, how, how does your character, Jake, communicate with... Um, it's your dad, right? Yeah. Kiefer plays? Um, well, through numbers. Sometimes he'll write down a number. Sometimes he'll... Um, a lot of different things. Sometimes he'll take Martin's hand and dry, like pull him somewhere. Um, he's only done, he only took his hand actually once, and he didn't do that, so never mind. But <laughs> once um, he, in, actually in the last episode that aired, he took um, Maria Bello's hand because um, she was about to leave from somewhere, and so he took her hand so she wouldn't. And so just little subtle things that make Martin do certain things and other characters in the show. And what's happening next? Can you give us any spoilers? Um, I don't want to, but <laughs> I will tell you that in the next episode they might come close to finding Amelia. 
That's You're like, oh my god. <laughs> what? Yeah, no, that's, that's very exciting. exciting. Yeah. Interesting. Absolutely. And you also have another project coming out called Sanitarium. Yes. And can you tell me about that project as well? Yeah, that's um, a, a horror movie that I did over the summer. Um, it is a, a film about a certain sanitarium, and Malcolm McDowell plays um, one of the people the head doctor that works in the sanitarium. Um, and it's three different stories about how three different uh, patients got into the sanitarium. And my little story is about um, me <laughs> and um, my dad, who is played by Chris Mulkey, is um, uh, sexually harassing me. And, um, and there's this, it's kind of like the opposite of the boogeyman, where the boogeyman comes and kills children. It's the boogeyman protecting the children, so the boogeyman ends up killing the dad, and then um, my character, uh, Steven, becomes canatonic. Cool twist. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's intense. Oh my god, filming a horror movie, were you afraid? Was I afraid? <laughs> yes. Yeah, I be afraid. I have to sleep with the lights on with those kind of movies right after. I know, I'm so scared of them. That one sounds terrifying, but I'm going to have to see it. Yeah. Um, um, and so it's going to festivals right now, right? Is that? Yeah. Uh, cool. And are you planning to go to any of the festivals? Um, I think so, yeah. That'll be so cool. Yeah. That's something that is so much fun. Very fun. When you're not busy being a superstar actor boy, what <laughs> exactly <laughs> acting face? Uh, what are you doing? You, you're practicing guitar and you're in school. Yeah, um, I go to school. Um, I hang out with my friends, play with my dog, hang out with my family. You're all with your friends. Yeah, here you're a big yeah. dog fan. I do. Yeah, I have two dogs. Oh, excellent. And you're also we're big dog. Uh, friend yeah, we've got, over here. We've got Buzz in the studio. Yeah, you didn't meet Buzz. our dog. We have him. We'll show you. I know. So much fun. Thank you so much for being here. This Thank you for having me. Really fun to have you in studio with us. And we just want to quickly tell you about another Glee event that's happening this week. Um, on Saturday night, there is a big performance with the Glee Project cast here. Um, if you live in the Los Angeles area, it's at Universal City Walk. It's at the John Lovitz Theater. And um, Marissa can tell you a little more about it. Uh, yeah, it's consisted of mostly the Glee Project Season 2 contestants, Abraham, Michael, Nellie, Eileen, Charlie, and Lily. Abraham and Charlie have actually been here in the so studio. They were great to have here as well. And, um, yeah, and they're performing again uh, along with the other contestants. Uh, it starts at 7.30. Um, general admission is $25, and VIP is $45. I know, and you two are heading over to that yeah, event. We're so VIP, baby, yes. VIP. So we will have the full scoop for you if you can't make it to the show, but you should totally go because they are amazing performers, and um, I wish I could go so much. So but excited! Yeah, it'll be great to hear about it next week on the show. Um, and speaking of that, should we talk a little bit about what's happening? We have a three-week break. And then we will be back, and it looks like it's going to be an intense episode when we get back. With Hello, gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much all I got. Yep. Um, no, we have, we've, you got to fight for your right to party. I'm so excited to sing along to that and bang my head and, and just, like, relive my college days, which ended too soon. And Will and Beast <laughs> eating dinner, and Beast... I don't even want to repeat what she did with the pasta. That that's so disturbing. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah that's, that's quite the visual. Mm-hmm. 
It is. Um, but we thank you so much for watching. Um, we have had a, so much fun with you, David. Thank you. And, thank you, uh, David. You can, uh, where can they find you on Twitter? Um, at Real David Mazouz. Great. And, and White Nights name. does touch air for those who um, Friday nights, 9 o'clock. On Fox. Fox. <laughs> Definitely check it out. It's such a great show, and he's he's such a great character. He's such I'm, a talented young guy. Yes. Thank you. I've You're going to go far. It. You Thank will. You. It's so great. And you can <laughs> follow, follow AfterBuzz at AfterBuzz TV and follow me at Stephanie Wenger. At Roxy Stryer. I'm on Twitter at Serafini TV. And you can follow me on Twitter at Sarah with an H Mendoza. And we'll be back in three weeks with an all new episode. Oh, no. Thank you, Devine. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later, the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.